ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bonus them episode of Benedettiville's Small Town Adventures podcast. This is a continuing story that we started weeks and weeks and weeks ago, and we're all the way up to part eight. There's a girl named Josie. She's got a little rat buddy named Sham. They are traveling through the dimensions trying to escape from them. What is them? Who are they? Mysteries still to unfold. They are waking up on a planet called Gouda. They're trying to get off the planet. They've been giving warning warning signs that them are like after them, but they haven't been able to get off yet because they don't have a spaceship. They had just gone to bed and they're going to be waking up to continue their wild adventures. So buckle your safety belts. Get yourself ready. Because things are happening. Them, part eight. Josie was woken up from her sleep by the jangle of alarm bells, alarm bells that she had set attached to trip wires very cleverly placed around the doors to her room. She sprang into action, leaping out of bed because coming through the doorway was the creepiest, strangest thing she had ever seen. It had one big eye on a thick stalk and it had tentacles all over and it was a weird pinkish red illuminated from the hallway light that shone behind it and it slithered into her room. She was moving fast. It reached out a tentacle. She snapped it away. She used her amazing kung fu that she had learned in her training with her uncle to bat it aside. She grabbed the trip wire. She tied it up. The bells were jangling. It was squirching and squelching all around the room. She grabbed her backpack and ran down the hall. Sham was already out in the hallway. What was that, Josie? Sham, I don't know. Check it out. And she led Sham back to her room when he saw the trussed up, tied up, tentacled, pink, one-eyed thing all over her floor. He was like, Oh no, Josie, it's them. It's them. We gotta get out of here, kid. She said, them? On Earth, they look like people. What are you talking about, them? They're in the black. No, this is what they look like in the multiverse. Josie, we gotta escape now. We're in real trouble. They grabbed their things and they ran down the hallway. They were down the hall at the top of the stairs looking down at the warehouse, the workshop below. And it was covered with them. Pink creatures clutched everywhere along the walls, along the ceilings, along the floors, along the spaceships. And in the middle, standing one tall, black clothed figure in a fine suit with perfectly manicured white hair looking at them. Ah, Josie and Sham. Perfect. Comrades, attack! And as the swarming wave of red, pinkish, tentacled creatures came crawling towards them, there was a giant explosion. And a whole wall of the workshop shed was blown apart. Explosions, pieces flying everywhere. And through the steam and the smoke and the particles strode a figure. It was smoky and dark and it was hard to make out. But there was a cloak billowing behind. There was scraggly, scruffy hair kind of blowing in the breeze. And then Josie heard a familiar voice. Hey, kid, looks like you're in a spot of trouble. Don't forget that training. It was the voice of Josie's uncle. 
All of the pink, tentacled them had paused in their tracks and were turning around to stare at this newcomer. The large, tall figure in black also turns and What is this? Her uncle stood, the smoke cleared, and she could see him wearing clothes she had never seen him in before. A cloak, a, a V-neck shirt type thing with all sorts of crystals and pendants hung down and these crazy blue goggles. In each hand, he was holding some kind of wacky laser blaster, the likes of which, of course, Josie had never seen before. And there he stood exuding a confidence and a power that Josie had never seen before in all of their training. He was in his element. Get him! cried the black-cloaked figure and the tentacled creature's reverse direction swarming towards her uncle. So he said, Uncle! Sham said, All right! And took off down the stairs. Josie said, Wait up, Sham! He said, Follow me, kid! And she tore down the stairs after him down to the floor of the warehouse. Meanwhile, her uncle was kicking, karate chopping, thrusting, grabbing, blasting, and they fell all around him. They couldn't get near him. He was hooting and cackling, having the time of his life. Come on, Josie, the ship's waiting, kid! And Josie and Sham ran, dodging this way, that way, slapping away tentacles, creeping this way, crawling that way, dodging under a wing here, under the belly of a ship, making their way through the crowded, sticky, slorshy, tentacled crew of they, until finally Josie hugged to the hip of her uncle and said, I missed you. I missed you too, kid. Now come on. Blasting this way, that way. Kicking this way, that way. Let's get to the ship. He reached his hand inside his cloak and pulled out something. Close your eyes, kid. She closed her eyes. And a blinding flash even behind her eyelids lit up the room. And there was smoke. And then she felt her hand being tugged. And she was pulled back through the blasted wall of the workshop. Through the door of a waiting spaceship. She could hear the hum and thrum of the engine, and then she opened her eyes. She was in the cockpit of a spaceship, a real live one, big enough for herself. Sham was right behind her. Her uncle was in front, getting himself buckled into the cockpit. Buckle up, kid, we gotta go! And she jumped into the chair next to him, looking out the giant view screen at the starry black night, the starry skies of Gouda above, and he threw the thrusters forward, and she was rocketed, pushed back into the cushioned seat of the chair. And the ship blasted off. Blasted up, up and away into the night sky of Gouda. A million questions were inside Josie's head. Uncle, where have you been? What took you so long? And the roar and the rush of the wind outside and the thrust of the engines was cacophonous with her heart still beating with the excitement of their narrow escape from them. What was with those tentacles and them and what the on earth and how did you get here and where have you been? Ah, Josie kid, he said as he piloted the craft expertly through the clouds, back, blasting through the atmosphere into the starry scape of sky and space. I'm sorry I wasn't there, Josie. I had to lead them away from you. I had to do everything I could to get them off your trail, and they were hot on my trail, too, and I couldn't get to the safe house. I couldn't find you. So I did the next best thing, and I came out here to the multiverse hoping, knowing that you'd do just fine and you'd meet me here. You saw the video, didn't you? 
and Josie thought back to that clock room and the video of her parents. Yeah, I saw it. I, th- I think, I think I understand. Oh, there's a lot still to understand, but Josie, here's what you gotta know right now. Josie said, what is it? What you gotta know right now is that they are on our tail. And with a flick of his fingers, he tapped some buttons and a view screen popped up right in front of them as they were still hurtling through space. It was like a digital rearview mirror, and there, behind them, were two large, black, creeping crafts on their way. Lights glowing across their bulky, spiky frames, glowing red and deep, deep, dark blues and purples. All right, Josie. Remember the training, take some deep breaths, and mind the controls over there. Now, there was one part of the training that Josie had loved. Video games. She couldn't really understand why she had video games that no one else had ever heard of. But there had been a plenty of time in her training with her uncle where she and her uncle had played video games. And one of the video games was piloting spaceships. And part of that game was blasting things with lasers. She was ready. She grabbed the joystick that came up from the controls in front of her, and she focused in on the view screen. And as her uncle turned the ship this way and that way, swerving, spinning, just like in the game, and she focused on the screen, focused her will and focused her concentration, and blasted this way and that way, accessed the lasers, accessed the photon torpedoes, until... She and her uncle had blasted away the two ships of them following. Woo-wee, kid! That was great! Man, you're, you're better than ever. Thanks, uncle, said Josie. Oh my goodness, said Sham, perched on her shoulder. That was incredible! Her uncle turned towards her. His forehead got all furrowed and his eyes narrowed. He said, Josie? We've got a mission. We've got to save your parents. Josie said, what? He said, now look, it took a really long time, and it was not easy, but I know where they are. Not only that, I've discovered an amazing thing about how they are using magic and magic users for their own wicked ways. We can kill two birds with one stone here, Josie. We rescue your folks, and we devastate they and their new invention. Are you with me? Josie looked over and said, Uncle, I've been training my whole life for this. Hoo-hoo! He cackled. His fingers danced across the controls, and in a blinding flash of multicolored light, the ship ripped into hyperspace. The end of part eight. All right, thanks for checking in with part eight, you guys. Uh, we are hurtling towards our conclusion. Maybe a couple more more chapters left, and uh, those will be coming in the weeks to, in the weeks ahead. Thanks for checking in with Josie, and this to be continued story will certainly to be continued. Otherwise, I'm going to get those story police back on my trail, and I don't want that. See you next week, folks. Happy Friday. And uh, thanks for listening to Benedettiville Small Town Adventures. Take care.